Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies. XTNDAV.com. That's XTNDAV.com. That's right, Extend Technologies. Tone, what's happening? Uh, excited. Excited you're back. We missed you on Tuesday. And uh, not much happened this week. I have to tell you, the Browns week, and this is good. It's a good mm-hmm. thing. It's a good thing. So far, through two weeks, and then you add training camp, it has been very quiet. There hasn't been a lot of huge, crazy controversies. Like, imagine if we were doing this in Pittsburgh right now. How crazy it would be every day. It's, how's Big Ben? How's he feeling? How does he feel about the offense? How does he feel about the O-line? What about the O-line? What about T.J. Watt's contract? What about uh, whether they're going no huddle? It's very Brownsian. It is. And yet, they're one and one this this may be the year the bottom falls out, even though that can defense I, should be good, but it, it may be some, the year. Can I share something with you personally? Yes. So my mother has um, – she's become kind of a, a character on the show. Now, my mom, when I was on in Akron, I actually had my mom call in once. Really? Um, I think it was either Mother's Day. Um, yeah, she called – because I used to do everything by myself, so I said, you know, to hell with it. Let's Anybody who could stuff. call in, do it. Yeah, so I had my mom call in. <laughs> And uh, she was great. She was great on the show. And then at night, I thought about it, and I, I said, no. I go, you know, it might be too much pre- There's a difference. Like, she knew there was a difference between the station I was on in Akron and being on in Cleveland. And I told you, my, my family, this might be embarrassing to some people from Cleveland. I, I wrote this after one year at the station, where my family has always treated Cleveland like you, – if, you know, there's people from Chicago, New York, whatever they make, they make, they make Cleveland out to be small potatoes. My family has treated Cleveland like it's the biggest city in the world. You know, we're from Canton. Uh, my grandfather uh, treated Cleveland basically. I told you, Cleveland was Paris to my grandfather. Um, it's where you went, and that's that's where successful people lived. It was, was the up big in city. Yeah, I mean, my grandfather was alive during uh, during the second generation of Rockefeller, so it was like people. There was a Millionaires Row. It was a big deal. And so I remember he was alive when I got a job here, and he was very excited uh, to the point of tears because um, it was like a Carmen from the sticks had made it. 
And my mother, who even though I'm talking about my, my dad's dad, who was saying that, my mother really felt the same way. And so I think she was hesitant to come on the show. And my mom really got sick. You know, I say it's been the last three years. It's probably been about four, four and a half. And when we first started, we were just trying to get our, you know, we, we've documented it a bunch of times. We, we struggled at the very beginning, you and I. And so it was just not the time. They didn't know us as well as they do now. By the way, I thought I was really good to start out. I know. You were. Um, I had the problems. Um, so I do feel a little bit, you know, I, I said my sons were, were robbed of their relationship with her because she had a great uh, personality. Uh, her, she, her taste in movies was dreadful. And really? I don't care. Yes. <laughs> her ta- she loved Air Bud. She loved all that garbage, and I just rolled my eyes as hard as I could. One of these days, when I go downstairs, because, you know, my dad's got a back surgery this week, and then, you know, once he recovers from that, I'm going to help him, you know, um, take out some of the stuff from the house. And I'm going to be snapping a ton of pictures of some of the VHS my mom owns. Oh, we got to go over the catalog. We have to. lose it. You'll lose it. I mean, there are some horrific movies in there. Horrific movies she loved. Um, But her taste in music was phenomenal. And uh, she was part of why I had a taste in music. Uh, they were both very, my parents are very open people. My mom was very open with me. And, uh, you know, there's, I, I felt bad because she, she became a character on the show. She also became part of me being able to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because my mom had a dark sense of humor. My father has a dark sense of humor. And that's why I have a very dark sense of humor. Um, but I do know that, you know, I, I, I've wrestled with this and I will continue to wrestle with this. I've always thought that once my mother passed, um, there will be certain issues that I think will be brought up that I'm going to mention with my mother. Um, some things in her past that, um, you know, she wrestled with for a long time, uh, in, in her childhood. And, uh, I'm not going to force it, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that the lessons my mother taught me, I hope I never have to bring them out, but I think I will at some point, sadly. And, um, you know, wrestling with the, uh, with the other side of my mom's family, uh, that I, I think that they have, uh, buried some things that they really shouldn't, and I think it's caused my mother. Ca- it did cause my mother some personal pain, and there's going to be some things that I think over time that, in a weird way, is going to, I think, unfold some things about my past and my history and my family history, and um, I think there's going to be some opportunities uh, to connect with listeners even more, uh, and I think my mother would want that. I really do. So. You know, while my mother has passed, and I thank everybody for her very kind words, um, I don't think I think that the lessons she's taught me, I think, are going to continue here. So, um, I, I wonder, is it the way the way you were raised? Hmm. Because the way I was raised was to be a sports fan. I cringe when I hear uh, some parents say, "Well, I'm not going to force sports on the kids. So you're just going to let them look at an iPad or a." Uh, an iPhone every day. Like, I, it, I um, can't believe how much of sports was a part. My parents did a lot of things wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me count the ways. <laughs> but, man, if I wasn't watching every crunch game, mm-hmm. force game before that, Indians, Browns, Buckeyes, like every sporting event. Now, unfortunately, I was at the bars watching those games as like a six-year-old. Oh but I, at least I was watching them. And I can't fathom a world where sports wasn't a part of me being raised in those communal, maybe that today is why I have to watch games with people. Yeah, I, it's a communal thing for me, and it it is amazing that the things if you weren't raised like that, if you yeah. 
if you were raised to be into other things, then you're into other things. You, you, or some people actually uh, rebel and go the complete opposite way of the way they were raised. But thank God I didn't do that. My parents were, you know, there's a lot of things that you and I have in common with each other through our families uh, that I didn't realize that we had with any. And I think a lot of people wouldn't realize that you and I have in common with each other. Um, you know, little by little, some of those things, because the, the show is very personal, so the sh- it's, it's come out in the show. There's been things that I've just protected my mother and her name. And, and even in the future, I'm going to have to decide whether or not I really want to air that out, because it's still my mother's legacy uh, to me, um, whether or not. And it's, and it's, again, it's stuff that she never, ever, and this is what makes it so difficult for her, is that she never, ever let any of that pain of her childhood affect my childhood. She never did. She was very open. And she was very honest, and there were some truths that were very hard to take about um, unwrapping her childhood. Very tough stuff. But there was also a lot of goodness, and you saw just how tough she could be. And I think for you and I, I, I think that there is a, there's a shared thing where life isn't perfect. Um, my parents, I know my childhood is a little bit different than yours just because, but, you know, same rural type of, not you know, not you were a little more rural than me, actually, which is a little bit weird. But, um a, a lot of the, a, a lot of similarities, I'd say, just listening to those stories from the background of the family. But you mentioned sports. You know, my dad was a big, 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 big sports fan before. Um, he has cooled off a little bit, you know, as time's gone on. Uh, he's just mellowed out. Big Indians fan. Uh, he never hated the Browns, but he's always a Dolphins fan. And uh, never liked basketball. Said he couldn't play it, never liked it. So he always thought it was weird that I'd watch every Cavs game when I was a kid. But, yeah, I think that part of it's just different. Like, my son has an iPad. I didn't have an iPad. Hmm. I had, like, a VTech. I remember I had this VTech little thing that, that just you answered trivia questions the whole time. But I think that, you know, now there is, there are. There's so many more distractions for there children. There was nothing to do. Yeah. We went outside. It, well. We rode the bikes. Yeah. That's what we did. And now you're afraid. You know, it's like, you know, I got I got Axel and Axel's six, and he's a good boy. And I have Eli, and, you know, Eli needs some extra attention, obviously. And so there's things that we have to pay attention to. Jonah is two. And I think that times have changed. And, and it's not just about, I don't think, you know, this is what I hate about Facebook. We'll get back to Ben Roethlisberger and his crap in a second. <laughs> This is what I my problem is with Facebook and social media. I think now more than ever, it's not that we are afraid something bad is going to happen to our kids. We are afraid that other people are you are going to learn this because Sarah is going to have to deal with this. We are afraid of other people's perception of us. It has become I think a lot of this has become not a not a thing about protecting our children, not a priority of protecting our children. I think it's about protecting our egos. I think it's about protecting I think it's about protecting us and our good standing within our communities that we won't be judged. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, with the mothers groups and things like that, I, I think that it turns into a competition between parents very quickly. You know, it was it's weird. I'm coaching Axel's I'm coaching Axel's flag team on Saturday. We lose on a last second reverse, right? And one of the kids come up and they don't they do not know they lost. They don't care. They're having fun. They're playing flag football. And I I was immediately reminded, like I talked to some high school coaches before I started coaching Axel's flag team, and they were like, listen, your whole goal is to get them to play next year. 
don't worry about winning. Don't burn them out in one don't year. Don't burn them <laughs> out. Your whole goal is to get them to want to play next year. Let us, I like, swear to God, I had four guys who coach high school football in this area who are in tough jobs, big jobs in this area. And it's not maybe who you think. And they go, your whole goal is to get them to play next year. It's my goal to help them win. It's your goal. Mm-hmm. I, I need We need players who want to play football. Your goal is to get them to like the sport and to help them win. And so it's like I remember I went home on Saturday, and I was so like, – I was like, I can't believe we lost in a last-second reverse. And even Sunday, I'm like, I can't believe we lost in a last-second reverse. Then my dad calls me, and I don't give a damn that we lost on a last-second reverse anymore. So it did put some things in perspective because I remember my own childhood, and I remember my mom being um, you know, a very nice person to all the uh, – all my teammates and stuff like that. So it did. It did put some things in perspective that hopefully, um, you know, I'll learn uh, over the course of time. But yeah, I'm I'm just pointing out in a long form thing that uh, I think there's some things to come. I hope we never have to talk about it because the only reason we're going to talk about it is because it happens in society. But I imagine we will, and uh, there's going to be some other folds that may come out. You know, and. and I'm pretty much an open book, and sometimes you think everybody knows everything about you, but we're going to learn some stuff here over the next mm-hmm. couple of years, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, I also think back, like, if people will bring up anytime we have any of those big parenting discussions. I already turned this one down a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I, every time we have these parenting discussions all the time, uh, people will say, Lima, you have no right to talk about this. You are not a parent. And I always struggle with that because I do want to be sensitive to thinking about – uh, thinking about that, the fact that I'm not a parent at this point, hopefully at some point in the future, mm-hmm. that'll be different. But is that really different from anything? I never played football, never coached football. <laughs> Yet I talk a lot about football. And you talk about what makes sense to you, and you talk about things that you would do, or at least you think you would do. But with always the understanding that you're not that person. And guess what? If I were the head coach of the Cleveland Browns or the f- guy in the front office, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more complications. I always used to say, man, when I get a radio show, I am going to do it so different. And then you kind of get through the meat grinder of it and out on the other side, and you realize, oh, that's why it's done that way. Yeah. That's why the guy that you hated your whole life listening to was doing it that way. Some of it actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now, not all of it, because I still want to do things my way. In certain ways, but isn't that, isn't that kind of the way things are in life? I've always felt you, by the way, never offer anything for children. If I ask your opinion, you will say your opinion. You've never offered advice on anything. We both, you and I both know a guy, and it's, uh, I'm not going to say his name, who offers his advice on everything. And I'm like, you don't have kids. Why are you giving, like, oh, let me tell you what to do with women, Ken. It's like, what is this? A is, is this a sitcom from the nineties? Like, I've been married ten years. You've never been around it. Like, what are you talking about? Let me tell you what to do with kids, Ken. I got three. You know, I don't even know if you've been with somebody, let alone crying out loud, have children. Uh, but they always throw they always throw it in there, and yeah, I just kind of roll my eyes. Yeah, but you know, I listen and try to be polite. You've never done that. Sometimes I'm afraid. I, I don't like. I'm like, I've asked you, like, hey, are you okay if I bring this up? And you've said, yeah, yeah, sure. Because sometimes I feel that you are just not interested and I don't want to like bore you or you know, do like a disinteresting thing. Yeah, I like to add a lot of uh, – I, I like to – I'm inquisitive, so I'm always trying to get feedback. I'm mm-hmm. always trying to get background. 
as, as to some of the reasons that you do the things or I'll hear you during our phone calls and things like that. I, yeah, I'm and the loud all, one. It's all background. It's all stuff. Oh, it's a store away. It's it is. A, I will say it's a um, I don't think my way is the perfect way of doing things. I think my way works for my sons. And I, I also know that I need to curtail my way over time because eventually it's just like I'll lose the locker room just like a football coach. And I can't do that. Mm. I can't I can't just come bearing down with discipline at every turn. So a lot of it is, am I prick? Am I picking the the right spot to yell? Yeah. Um, because I, it is it is well known in the neighborhood, because my voice is just the loudest you one, and we live in a circle. So loud and angry Ken is the loudest of anything. And it's it's very it's less cussing. It kind of resembles Bob Knight at halftime <laughs> in the recorded <laughs> conversation in the book bag. Listen, Greg Graham, if you don't want to get back, if you don't want to recover Greg Graham, then I'm going to run and you go, I'm going to leave and you guys will run till you can't eat supper. Like it turns into a real the, uh, Neil, lather. Who's the, you're not choking him like that Neil kid. What was no, that? no, no. He said what? No, that was, uh, that kid passed away. Yeah, he did. Oh yeah, my did. God. What was his name? I thought it was Neil or something. Yeah, right? it's Neil. Some boy. He was a great player too. Um, I can't remember, but I but, want to say Neil Everett. That's a sports center guy. No, I, uh, because the thing that gets me so upset is not where they don't listen to me. I know they'll listen to me. That's not the issue. It's what I can't stand. And sometimes when it comes to my kids, Liz runs the household. Okay. What Liz says goes, and I do as Liz says, but when it does come to correcting their behavior, mm-hmm. it turns into, I'm going to tell your father. Is it's good cop bad cop? Yeah, and I have no problem being the bad cop. I'm fine. Really? Yeah, I have with no, three my, sons. My father was that way. My father did the dis. No, I'm the only child, but it was. I'm gonna call your dad at work. My mom used to say that. And one time, my mom called my dad at work, and this was back. And I have no problem saying it. My father was a spare the rod, spoil the child guy, and he go, and all he said into the phone was, "Your mom's calling me. I got three and a half hours calling me with this," and he he cussed. And he goes, he said it very clearly into the phone. He goes, when I come home, you better be in your room waiting for me. And I, I'll never forget, my dad had an old Plymouth satellite. I think that's what it was. And it was a four-door Plymouth. And I remember I saw him get ready to pull that thing back because he backed into the driveway. And he had that cigarette, and he put that cigarette out in the ashtray. I could see him, and I went to my room. And here he, he came up, and he goes, you know the rules. And that was it. Did you ever wonder it if was, it was chilling? It was chilling, you, but I, 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 and I learned get, my lesson. And I'm experiencing it too again because I remember those moments when it was, uh, you're going to get it. That was always the mm-hmm. thing. You're going to get it. And I knew what get it meant. Things that you can't do today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always, I always wonder about this. And it's kind of funny to me, but maybe it shouldn't be because I was terrified the entire day. Did they, did they even give another thought about it until they were like kind of uh, making that last turn and coming home? Or was it on their mind all day? No. Because as a kid, it is on your mind all day. Or are your parents father, like joking around with coworkers the rest of the day? Like, hey, look, uh, I know exactly okay. what's going through their mind. So in my head, it was always my dad's mad for the next three and a half hours. He's coming home and he's going to be swinging. <laughs> he never got me in the face. Cleaning house. Never once. And now sometimes I see my dad now, and I've told you this before. Like, I'm like, I could pick you up and powerbomb you off my patio, and there's nothing you could do. Like, I could seriously, Kevin Nash, Razor's Edge, whatever you need to do, and he could do nothing about it, and I would break him in a thousand pieces. 
Um, but it's different then. And so I, I knowing my dad now, I think my dad was like, I gotta do this. Cause there's times where I'm like, I gotta do this. And part of me wants to get upset with Liz. I'm like, Liz, just, just grab him, just grab him. And she just won't do it. And I, and I'm working on stuff and I got so, you know, we're in the busy season. It's fall. And so there's a lot of times where she has to take care of the boys and I'm downstairs in the basement and I'm, you know, either doing the show or working on the show. You know, I got the Saturday show. I got our show that we got to work on got Friday nights now and I'm working on something. And if I hear her have to raise her voice, I come up those steps and I look at them and it's just, it turns into a thing where it's, I see red cause I just don't like, I don't like having to come up there. Mm-hmm. I don't like having to hear lit. Cause I feel guilty. I feel guilty. Because they're running around going crazy, and she's dealing with it, and I'm working, and so there's not. She's never said anything to me, but I will, and I will go right down in their face, and it does turn into, "Why am I up here? Why am I being pulled away from my work when I have to come here and get in your face over you doing God knows what, and I have to hear your mom yelling at you? If I have to come back up here one more time, you and I are going to have problems. Have I made myself clear? Yes, I damn well better have." <laughs> Which Lima has been on I'm, the phone, and I'm terrified. I feel has bad. Heard me do it. And he just laugh. And, you laugh though. And you on think the, it's funny. and on the other line, I'm telling or I, I'm telling uh, Sarah to call social services. You know, I'm worried. <laughs> and I, I and I am I am nose to nose with with Axel, or I'm nose to nose with Eli. Jonah's too young to yell at. Does it work? Does it work? Yes, yes. With with Eli, I have to describe that I'm angry. Yeah. If I say I'm angry, he gets it. If I don't say I'm angry, then I'm just losing my mind, and he he never he he won't understand what he's doing is wrong. He he can't get that yet. Axel certainly knows, and so does Axel have to explain to the others? No, no, they know, they know, um, they know that I'm a little bit different with it. But again, I I know that I have to change over time. That's going to backfire. Like if they're 14 years old. And I'm and I'm just jumping their ass over every little thing. Yeah, that's gonna be a big problem for me. Yeah, they're that's gonna be a real big. To it yeah. Then, yeah, and then they're gonna they're gonna do some. I have to understand that. I really do. So, you know, there's gonna be some things that I. I that's have why I can't. To learn from that's them. Kind of why I can't wait to see how far your coaching career goes. Uh, Probably with, this year with football, and that's it. Well, and that's what I want to yeah. know because obviously. You know, in every, every school district, there's that, that in many of them, there's that longstanding football coach or basketball coach, and eventually their kids go through that school district in a lot of ways, and they have to be a part of that coaching, and they're, they're coaching their friends, and they're having them over at the sleepovers yeah. and everything, and then they got to go coach them, and then it's all fun and games till about, I'd say, for, I don't know what it was for you, seventh grade, mm-hmm. it becomes, we're trying to win now. It's not having fun. It's yeah. not how you'll have fun if you win. Yeah, the kids who win you'll have now fun are just naturally kick, better. Yeah, you'll That's have fun. It. You'll have fun if we kick Willoughby South's ass yeah. or Solon's ass. Yeah. Not not if we're just out here having fun. Anybody can just show up yeah. to practice. Great, great. Now it's time to start to separate ourselves and see who put the work in. I get so excited when they do well. Um, and there somebody did tweet at me, um, and it is true. I did one time correct Axel. And I did say out loud a couple weeks ago, he's mine. So everybody knows he's my son because I'm louder with Axel because he's my son. And um, I, I respect Axel a ton because he's I, I can already tell you he's not good at sports. <laughs> you can already he's tell. Not, Come on. Like, he's no, he's a Carmen and he's we're not 
we're not athletically gifted people. And so he's going to have to work really hard if he really wants to be good. And who knows if he wants to be good? I don't know. Maybe he'll, he's going to be into music. Maybe he's going to be in other things. The only thing I've, I've, I've told him plenty, I, I tell him every time, like, I wasn't good at sports. I tried. I need you to try. I need you to keep your head in the game for me and try. That's with baseball, football, and I'm sure I'm going to get roped into coaching basketball. Can I teach him? Can I teach him basketball? Uh, I mean, if you want to drive out the streets, bro, you go right on ahead. But uh, my Need whole thing gym is time. I want him to, if he doesn't have fun playing football, he doesn't have fun playing football, and that's it. I do want him to try to play tackle football at some point, which is a controversial thing to say, I know. I oh, can't do it till 10th grade now. I, I want him Every to year try, it goes back a year. I want him to try to see if it's for him. I think that, I hate to borrow something from Teddy Roosevelt, I think the rugged lifestyle can be a good thing for an American boy still. Um... And that's something that Teddy Roosevelt tried to instill. I think that I'd like him to be to try his hand at football, to try his hand at wrestling. One of those two sports that do instill a physical toughness in you, especially wrestling. Now, I never tried wrestling. Oh my God, I cannot um, even fathom. I cannot even fathom I, that I, world of wrestling. I always told we had a guy named Jack Leader, great guy. He actually passed away in a car wreck. He was a great, great teacher, great dude, and he always like Kenny. Let me get that baby fat off you. Come on. Let me get that baby fat on you. Just get in the wrestling room. Come on. You'd be great. You'd be great. And I'd be telling him, like, man, I run my ass off all summer and all fall. I'd say this to him. I'm like, no. Winter's my time. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to chase girls and be fat and try to try to send dirty text messages to 15-year-old girls because I was 15 years old at from the time. The, from the pizza parlor? Yeah. I'm like, that's, yeah, that's, I was like, I got this girl, she's willing to do whatever. Like, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. And I was like, I was like, I don't know. I'm not doing it. He would say every single, he's like, this is your senior year. And I'm going, I know. And now it's even worse because now I don't have to do anything for the rest of the year. No, Like, yeah, I would throw matter. shot and disc, but that was acid off. That wasn't real. I mean, after football season, it was whatever happens. So I didn't care about that. I want him to try, and I would like this for all my sons. You know, Eli's a bit of a special case. Um, but I would like for all three of my sons to try something that's rigorous and try one of those two sports. If they don't like it, they don't like it. That's okay. Um, yeah, I'm you got to force them to do it. You got to give them the chance. I just, I just don't understand right now how it's okay that. Yeah, and again, not We're a parent. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies, by the way. XTNDAV.com. Go ahead. Uh, not a parent, so you, you can, again, sound off the alarms. That I don't know what I'm talking about. And maybe when I'm in that situation, it'll totally change. I can't imagine how uh, kids are just have the ability to game all day long or go on, go on any other technology. Mom and dad are working harder than ever. Yeah. You know, this is, this is what's tough is – you know, my dad went to work every morning at 6.30, and he clocked out at 3.30. And that was it. Work was at work. There are so many less retail or manufacturing jobs than there used to be. There's many more desk jobs. So you take work home with you. Like, my, our job is not four hours a day. Our job's basically all day long because we're thinking of different things. We're paying attention to the news. We have our, fo- our faces buried in the phone. I'm guilty as charged. Um, and I think there's so many Americans who can resonate with that. And so my dad, he had plenty of free time. He had plenty of free time. So yes, he could immerse himself into what I was doing. There's so many parents, they can't. And they want children. 
course, it's the natural human instinct to want to procreate, especially with your wife or significant other. And then you get there and it's like, yeah, man, you know what? Children aren't always precocious. Children can be downright annoying and stupid sometimes. And sometimes you just want them out of your hair. And one day of relaxation with an iPad becomes two, becomes months, becomes years. And you lose track of that time. And so you have to be, you have to try to be disciplined. And I, I will tell you right now as a father, I've not always been disciplined about that. In fact, there was, a, there was a long stretch of time. I was terrible at it. Terrible. You know, we, we had just had, we had just had Jonah. This is a couple years ago. And I mean, it, I was like, I got to get these kids away from these iPads. Done. Can't do it. Like there's iPad time and then there's time for other things. And it's tough because there's so many things that changes about your schedule that you just want to go, here you go. You can't do that. And so many people, they do. And, and you know what? The problem is, is I don't want to rip those people for doing it because I have no idea what's going on in their lives. And again, people are working harder than ever. And they're working more hours than they ever have. And they want to spend time with their children. And they don't need me guilting them over their iPads. And over those things, they don't need that type of thing. So I'm very cognizant of judging people because their kids like Roblox or, uh, you know, whatever, whatever thing is going on on their YouTube kids or any of that mm -hmm. stuff. I'm very cognizant of that because I got some real balls if I'm going to sit there and say something to them, especially because I've, I've absolutely done it. And I'm racked with guilt when I do do it. I am. Like Liz is supposed to go with her friend um i think in december i'm not sure if it's going to go down and i'm watching them for three days and <laughs> i can plan as many activities as i want to we'll see can i can i just come over we'll do the shows from your home i we'll, think it we'll, would be we'll make it a lock-in i think it would be awful for the listener <laughs> i think it would be so awful for the listener i gotta get him on the bus i gotta do all that stuff and my whole goal is to keep down the time of what it is so there's there's a lot of things I got to learn about myself with my kids. It's never it's never a done deal. The second I think it's a done deal is when I'm going to start to lose them. That's going to be a bad bad day because they're going to do something stupid. For I, I I say my parents were great. I did stupid stuff. I got arrested in high school. Um, they let me go, but you know there was there, I did plenty of stupid stuff, and my parents were imperfect, but they tried very hard. I always thought I was a good kid. Can I say on the podcast one time? Should I tell that story one time on the podcast about I guilted myself out of smoking pot one time? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I saw, a, uh, I saw a birthday card from my grandparents once when I was stoned. <laughs> did it come to life? Yeah, I went, what am I doing? It had to have come to life. Yeah. I just did it right now. I was actually looking for a $10 bill so I could go buy Doritos. And I found a $10 bill on my birthday cards, and I found one from my grandparents. I'm going, I'm stoned. I got to... I got to knock this off. <laughs> and that's it. And now you stay away from that stuff. Yeah. And now I stay away from it. So there you go. That We were going to talk about Demos. <laughs> uh, Demos has been waiting the whole time. Going, wait, I thought this podcast was going to be about me. Nope. The this show's going to be about you tomorrow, buddy boy. This is the ultimate bait and switch. I'll just get people prepared for the show and just contemplate whether or not you would actually go with a stranger to what could be. Well, no, it, it's not could be. It'll be a sporting event you'll remember for the rest of your life because it'll be at Lambeau Field. It'll be Christmas Day. That entire that entire aura of Lambeau, Vince Lombardi, Bart Starr, 
He played for them, right? Yeah. Uh, all of that will will be something you'll remember the rest of your life. And going with a stranger. The only thing that can you know yeah. make it terrible is if Demos turns into a monster behind the scenes. But I don't think he will. He seems like a normal guy. And so, would you do it? Would you go? Like, would you go to the Rose Bowl, Kenny? If you had no other way, and it was all no, taken care of ahead of time, I wouldn't. Would you go to the Rose Bowl with a complete stranger? Would no. you? Would you go? To the masters, and you and you can't like leave the guy or the or the woman. You can't leave them two holes in. No, you got to spend the whole day at Augusta, walking up and down. Do you want to go to the fifth hole? I. Or do you want to go to Amen Corner? I love people. I'm a. I love being around people. Mm-hmm. There's not a chance in hell I'd do this. Not a chance. You know, it'd be easier if there were more people. If it were like six, then you're like, I'll find somebody. Mm-hmm. I'll find somebody that that either resonates with me or that we can hang out and, and tell jokes or get drinks. I'm, I'm just trying to think, what's the scenario? Super Bowl. Would you go to no. just a Super Bowl? A, a, a Tim Watley situation? I love this. I, we've got to do that, too. We've got uh, the next big giveaway, because we used to give away Super Bowl tickets. The next big giveaway that our station does has to be attending the Super Bowl with a complete stranger. Yeah. Because you have to say yes. If you get the tickets, you got to Boy, go. there's a lot of legal rambling. Sure. Because this is... This is a listener, right? We don't have to do I, I'm just talking about a listener. We we yeah. are not this is not a fan giveaway. No, this, this has nothing is not to do with our connected station. to our station or Odyssey or what, anything at all. What we want to do is Ken and I want to vet a complete stranger that would go with Demos. We'd we'd whittle it down to a final three. We'd have all three either come in if we're ever allowed to do that, or just over the phone or on camera. We'd have them all make their case. And then I'm not sure if we decide or our fans decide who goes with Demos. Or if Demos gets to decide. Or if Demos gets a vote. There's a fan vote, a show vote, and a Demos vote. But there's a thousand ways to do this. And we're running out of time. Christmas is going to be here before you know it, Kenny. And Demos, he's going to need this locked up soon because there are travel arrangements. So we have to find out what the travel situation is. The hotels are all booked. Guys, you can't get hotels. The hotels are booked. I mean, unless you want to drive in from Chicago or drive in from Green, you know, from uh, the Kenosha Kickers. From Milwaukee. Yeah. You, uh, poka, poka, poka. You could spend a night with the guy from Making a Murder. Whatever. Stephen Avery? Yeah, does he have an he Airbnb? Was full of sweat. I said, uh, he, has I a, walk- he has a fire pit outside. You I can was, hang out. I was walking with Brian Johnson. I think, by the way, I think that his, uh, his I think that that stepdad did it. I think that stepdad. Did I have it. to go back and watch. I it. watched the second incarnation. I think the stepdad of Brian Dass, he had done it. I think that's who it was. <laughs> I always want to say his brother. Uh, real quick, I said that to Brian Johnson, our uh, one of our sales guys. I was walking with him up to West Six. Mm-hmm. It was hotter than hell outside, and I go, I'm sweating like Stephen Avery right now. <laughs> and it took him a minute, and he got it. I was like, oh, jeez. But I don't think Stephen Avery did it. I think that I think that stepdad did it. Are you done? Are we done? I think we are. But just just start thinking about that. Would you or would anybody you know? Have we ever asked Joe about Avery Salvage up there and up there in Wisconsin? That would have been around his time. Yeah, you're right. He would Not know all he about it. Done, I mean, but he heard stories about Avery. That's Owen knew about Joe Exotic up in Oklahoma. That's right. He, he did. did. <laughs> like that was. That was nothing new. That had been on the local news yeah. for years. He did know that. It's like uh, Mattress Mac. You find yep. out about Mattress Mac. Yeah. There's been a couple. Like when Houston. Nor- the Norton Furniture guy became a star. He did. That, yeah, that was a big. Someone should check on him. I don't know what's going on with him. Been a while. Him. I haven't seen an ad. Been a while. Okay. We done? I used to sit there 
in for Les Levine hosting his show, and Norton Norton must have been he must have had a a, a lifetime contract with Norton because Norton's ads, no matter how bad, no matter how ill thought, that was the beauty of the ads. Yeah, but but they got worse. But in them getting worse, they got better. Yeah, we gotta wrap it up. All right. That's it. Wow, we've never gotten the the wrap hook. up sign. Yeah, what, what is this Showtime at the Apollo? More content. Is a clown going to come out and take come us off sweep the air? Us up? Is that what you're going to do? Xtendav.com. We're brought to you by the one. Oh, go say something. Say something. All right, fine. Xtendav.com. Uh, make your home dreams come true with Extend Technologies. We're going to go eat with them right now. Well, actually, I got another. I got a phone call. I got to do, and then we're going to go eat with Extend Technologies online first. Xtendav. Dot com. All right. Big thanks to Owen and Anthony and uh, Andy and everybody. Goodbye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 